The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. We're here, as you know, to have a good time to talk about how we can do and be better and have a happier life. I broadcast from sunny Arizona in the United States, and I'd love to hear where you are. And if you'd like to call in during the show, the number is 866-613-1612. And I think when you hear our guest, you'd like to call in. Our theme song, as you know, is No More Mr. Nice Guy with Alice Cooper. We have that song for two reasons. The first and most important is that when you really start taking care of yourself, when you start taking your power back and you learn that it's really okay to say no, some people get a little out of joint about it, and it's okay. They might think for a while that you're not such a nice guy, but they'll come back around when they see that you are getting happier all the time. The other reason that is Alice Cooper is one of the nicest guys in town. He's about to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we congratulate him and again invite him to the show. We're looking for sponsors who'd like to have exposure on this show and also on the self-improvement blog, and I will say again that we believe in shameless promotion. I'd love to mention you on the show and feature you on the blog. If you're interested, contact Scott Duffy at Voice America or me at the self-improvement blog. I want to acknowledge Chad, our engineer, who always makes us sound good. And for all of those at Voice America who make this broadcast possible. Voice America World Talk Radio is a pioneer in Internet talk radio. Believe me, they are on the cutting edge. And if you're interested in having a radio show of your own, be sure you call them first. A lot's happening around the world right now. Uh, it's time for all of us to ponder what our beliefs are. If you don't know what you believe, and I'm not talking about what you were told you had to believe, but what you believe, what you've sat with and come to conclusions on, if you don't know what you believe, then you won't know what stand to take. It's important that you begin to work this through. Next week's guest is Suzanne Toro, who's been involved with promoting Apple to App of the Black Eyed Peas. She's produced three hit music videos with Apple's Jeepney Music. She's written a book called Bare Naked Bliss, which tells her story of abuse and trauma and self-directed 
recovery. She has a remarkable story, and I know you won't want to miss it. Today's guest is special. Today's guest is Richard Norris. He's joining us from his office in Scotland. I understand it's 8 o'clock there. It's 1 o'clock here, so it's a nice time difference. Isn't it interesting that we can talk around the world and in all different time zones and do it all at the same time? I love it. Richard's purpose that he states is to bring transformation to people's lives so that they can fulfill their purpose no matter where they are or what they're doing. And I love this description that he sent me. Here's what he says about himself. From a competitive swimmer to a veterinarian delivering calves and doing eyelid surgery on leopards, imagine that one, to an army officer responsible for security and animal welfare, to a post-grad student in ophthalmology, to an MBA to, a, to unemployed, to an award-winning business coach, to business development strategist, to applauded speaker, writer, and author, he can relate to you. He has a book called Hoof It, Seven Key Lessons on the Journey to Success. I can tell you he's going to challenge some of your ideas that you've had for a long time about leadership, so let's get to it. Welcome, Richard. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you very much, Irene. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, share and uh, care with uh, your listening audience. Well, my listening audience is always interested in, in self-development and really into leadership. So tell us, tell us a little bit your idea on self-leadership and what your definition of success is, and then we'll really be able to get into it. Okay, that's a uh, oh, tall ask. I'll see if I can do that. <laughs> I'll see if I can do that, the uh, proverbial abridged version. Uh, let's start off with the definition of success. One of the things from, from my experience and this comes back to, and probably most of your uh, listeners have heard this, Irene, is that success is a, is a journey. It's not a destination. And that's always worth keeping in, in frame of reference. And that, hence, that links in with my book, you know, Seven Key Lessons on Your Journey of Success. But the important thing is that most people miss out is everybody has a very um, esoteric, general uh, definition of success, but nobody has a specific one because they don't actually, and this is what I find, because when I ask somebody, I said, most people are out there comparing themselves to somebody else when they talk about success. But the thing is, it's a completely personal term, and it should be a personal definition. So I always challenge people. I said, so if you haven't written down your definition of success, get to it, because then you've got uh, – it's only you who can actually measure your success. You can't measure yourself against anyone else because that's pointless. Now, in the area of uh, leadership, my focus is on self-leadership only in that uh, you just did my quick little – um, 30 second bio and, and one of the things I learned along the way is uh, the broken become masters at mending and you know every every area in my life uh, that uh, I've experienced all the transitions transformations I've gone through has been me going through a breaking process um, not necessarily out of choice but it's just the the path that the, the Lord's had me on and one of the things that came out of it uh, as a purifying distillation was that uh, my area of expertise where I'm congruent with anybody is I can talk about self-leadership because my conviction is you cannot be a great leader uh, unless you can lead yourself well. And so that and that's where all leadership starts with. There's lots of organizations out there, uh, lots of people, lots of 
uh, you know, leadership development companies and everyone else. And a lot of them, certainly because the last three years I was working in a leadership development company, when I challenged them, I said, you know, they say, oh, yeah, we do what you do. And I go like, hang on a second. What you're do- delivering is skills. I said, that's working from the outside in. That's like trying to throw leadership on Teflon. It's not going to stick. Whereas self-leadership works from the inside out. It's creating a super glued foundation that enables you to actually build on and help you flourish and grow. Okay, Richard. That, I love that, actually. I really like that. What's the starting place? Let's say I'm a, a young person, which is really a stretch, but let's say I am. Uh, <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> and I really, you know, I, I've done some of the the jobs as a follower, as a worker, but mm-hmm. I really would like to get into leadership. What's sure. my starting place? Well, in that instance, a lot of it comes down to it's making key connections and key links. One is the, the core foundations, uh, certainly, that I tend to focus on whenever, I, whenever I'm talking with anyone, whether it's uh, somebody entering the job market, as has happened massively over the last few years. It's helping them understand, okay, let's, what you need is some compasses to help you um, plot your own course. Because that leadership, you know, some people will say, Irene, that, you know, the proverbial question, which has been bouncing around for years, you know, are leaders born or made? Uh, is it nature versus nurture? Now, my conviction is everybody is born a leader to lead themselves. After that, it sort of changes. But everybody, whether you're starting off in a follower position, um, you know, if you look at somebody who might be working the shop floor on, on an assembly line, but they go home and they're a parent, they move from a place of follower to leader. Exactly. So it's, it's very what I describe as role specific. So you've got to identify because there could be areas of your life in this young person where they've expressed leadership. So they already have the ability and aptitude and, and the position potentially. You don't, you don't exploit it and you don't uh, presume. But then you say, well, you know, what am I doing there that I can translate into here? Because some of the key filters and foundations that need to be in place, one is you need to be absolutely clear what your values are. Because in, in this day and age, you should be in a selective mode to say, listen, I'm only going to engage with people. And I picked up on some of your intro where you're talking about, you know, some people saying yes to some people and friends and, and maybe saying no because your life's moving on. It is you know, moving on. Because the way I did, well, my personal description is some people are for reasons, some for a season, some for a lifetime. Exactly. So you, you figure out which ones they are. You look which ones resonate, what's resonating with my values, what am I passionate about? Uh, because those are really good indicators, but the, the real core question that links in with that um, from a, a leader's perspective is really asking that introspective question, which uh, uh, my perception is and my experience is that a lot of people don't ask or they're too afraid to ask or don't even know they can ask is what's my purpose? Ah. Because, because this comes back, you know, the way I describe it as a parallel is, you know, what's your divine design? Everybody is hardwired. It's hardwired in their DNA. They have certain aptitudes. They have certain strengths that they can augment with, you know, potentially with some training. But if you're, there's some significant wiring there that's actually programming you. You have a purpose to fulfill, and, and a lot of people struggle to figure out what that is. And to give you an example, I put that exact question on LinkedIn last year, and it, but I simplify it because I keep things really simple. You have uh, to. Because I'm a simple guy. And the one question I put up was, in one word, what's your purpose? And I had 4,000 replies, more than 4,000 replies in about three months. How many did it in one word? Um, after some challenging by me, because I responded to every respondent. And some people, you know, got verbose. And I said, 
okay, yeah, I don't mind the explanatory as to why they came up with it, but some people are like doing two, two, three words. Some people are using acronyms. They say you're cheating. I said, let's, you know, get it, get it down to one. And I would say probably 80% of them got it, but a lot of them didn't. You could tell the people that just took it as a, you know, a superficial response. I said, no, when you understand your core purpose, and I'll give an example in a second, it will apply in every single role in your life. So in my instance, my, my purpose is about transformation. You know, that's my one word. So wherever I'm going in my life, whatever opportunities are before me, my question, it's like a compass, you know, because it keeps me true to my course, is am I on that course of transformation, yes or no? And if I am, uh, then I do it. And if I'm not, I don't. So, uh, you know, and I look at my relationship as a husband. So my purpose there is to bring transformation to my wife, help her flourish and grow with my two little toddlers, the exact same thing. I'm so excited about them because they're like little bundles of potential. And then the same, same for me, the same for my business. And, you know, probably similar to yourself, I mean, you get things come across your bow, but it, it just doesn't feel right. But when you're really tuned into your values, you're really tuned in your purpose, you become really sensitized to what's, what's you, what's not. So you're saying, what I hear you saying is to know your purpose, you have to already know what your values are, what your beliefs are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is that the starting place to think well, things through for yourself? Well, I think most people, it's, I would partly agree with that, only in that we probably, as, as a rule, all our values are instilled within us by the age of seven. So those are already there, but we may not know what our purpose is. But the thing is, your your values and effectively your objective is, your intention is by asking that question, you start to bring things into alignment. You start to take the values that have perhaps just been sitting there peripheralized and you're bringing them to the center and, and the intent is to use them. Use your passions, use your strengths and package it all together and say, okay, what's the resonance here? Where's where's there a common theme? And there's, you know, there's some very, for me anyway, you know, there's some simple, straightforward questions to, that can be used to help people start discerning what their purpose is. Cause it, okay, it's let's not something- come back to those questions. It's time for us to take a break. And when we come back, I'd like to go in to what those questions are. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Blog. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. In Sue McDaniel's book, I Am Heart, she talks about feelings. Now Sue is ready to bring her book, blogs, and topics of interest to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. I Am Heart will discuss concepts and ideas that affect all of us and will provide experts and solutions to help everyone. Sue, speaking through I Am Heart, will answer your questions, share your answers, and learn together with you. Each program will have topics you've suggested, homework to learn about yourself, and moments of connection. Tune in to I Am Heart, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on World Talk Radio Variety. Sometimes it seems that life is just throwing you one obstacle after another. There are many people who have overcome or are overcoming their personal obstacles in order to succeed. Hear them talk about these barriers 
and how they overcame them on American Dreams, The Sky is the Limit, featuring host Jen Robertson. Jen herself overcame life struggles to become one of the most in-demand motivational speakers in the world today, as well as a best-selling author. Tune in to American Dreams, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show with my guest Richard Norris, who's talking to us today from Scotland. We were talking about purpose. Richard, uh, let's talk a little bit about how you approach discerning your own purpose. Sure. Uh, There's a variety of combinations, and it could be one of these really resonates with a listener that applies it, or you might want to use two or or triangulate on three or four. You know, I've got about... Five that I got listed in a doc in an article that just got posted up on uh, Microsoft India's website, and and the first one is what I call B three. Uh, three year olds are perhaps the smartest people on the planet. I know I've got uh, I've had two of them. Uh, one's just coming into it, and one just left it. My grandson <laughs> and, would dis- would disagree <laughs> with you. He thinks that it's at seven. You know everything at seven. Yeah, well, the the reason why the three year olds are so intelligent because they never stop asking one question, and that question is why. Why? Yeah. They want to get to the root cause, and there's a methodology that I use is ask why five times, and you're likely going to get to the absolute core of what you're looking for. So, you know, I'll give you an example. You might start out by asking yourself, you know, why do I do what I do, and then once you come up with that answer, you then ask yourself, why is that so important to me, and then on that that answer, you ask the exact same question. So, why is that important? You're getting really close to what your purpose is. And the other thing is to you just you start reviewing your life and say, okay, what are the areas of my life that provide the most stimulation, energy, and excitement? What am I passionate about? Because the passion and purpose are very much aligned. And sometimes it's easier to first figure out what your passions are, and then the purpose usually gets derived from that. But, you know, it's what, like what's giving you a consistent buzz? Where in your life, across all your roles, do you feel like you're in the zone? And what are you doing at that time? Who are you being at that, that, that time? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's a good way of looking at it. You know, you can look at your strengths, your gifts. You can always ask, you know, one thing which I often find is because sometimes you can't see it because it's as plain as the nose in your face. So you ask friends, family, colleagues uh, that you know and trust will give you honest feedback. And what they believe or discern is your purpose. Because then if you're asking like 10 different people from all over the globe out, across your lifespan and they're all coming back with a common thread, you know, there's probably some validity in in what they're sharing. And another um, very simple question you can ask yourself is, my purpose is to bring and then fill in the blank. Ah, interesting. I want to pick something up that you said just before the break. You said mm-hmm. by a certain age, and I honestly, I've forgotten what the age is, seven, six, five, seven. Wh- yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, most of your values have been instilled in you. Mm-hmm. At what point do you think people should challenge those 
values, those beliefs, so they can make them a part of who they really are instead of just have something that's been instilled. Do you think that's important? Um, I think it's only, it's only important if um, they're in a position where there's a lot of what I describe as incongruence. They're not feeling like they're on course. And so they need to then start asking, you know, what is it? Because you can get values mismatched. And yet, you know, at the same time, so they're really spendthrift, and yet they're also driving for you to be successful. And to a degree, there's a bit of uh, counterflow there because they're saying, hold back um, and keep every penny. But then they're saying, listen, if you want to grow, you've got to be prepared to invest in this, this. And that's a disconnect. And so it, yeah. you've got to sort of bring those things to the, f- the fore. Now, the other thing is um, you're never <clears> – <throat> for you to change your value set because they pretty well – uh, you pick them up through the environment, through your parents and everything else. Just you, you've effectively been programmed as a kid. You know, whether it's about honesty or integrity or whatever the values or values are. Is um, if the only time that you can really change a value is if you have a su- significant emotional event in your life. Now, I'll, g- I'll give you a positive one because it, it'll it'll relate. You know, when I w- because it also change it very much linked with your identity. Okay. And and so for me, you know, if you look at, you know, I was I was at university, and then all of a sudden I got engaged. So all of a sudden I went from being single to being partnered, and then I got married. So all of a sudden my identity shifted from single to married. All of a sudden that's a value shift because all of a sudden I became, or at least for me it was, um, very family centric. Whereas before it was like it was all about me, now it's all about it, and it was very much a selfish pursuit. Now it's a more of a selfless one because it's all about my wife and my two kids. And, and that's a very strong driving value. That is probably my primary driving value at the moment. And that's an interesting point because if you don't make that shift, mm-hmm. then you have some serious difficulties in that relationship. Yep. So, you know, and some people don't make that shift, do they? No, and, and one way of looking at that, Irene, <clears throat> and it relates to, you know, if you're not happy with the quality of your life, because the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. Yep. Okay, so unless, if you're not happy with the quality of your life, start examining under the microscope, magnifying glass, whatever analogy you want to use, but start reviewing all the, and I know you said that at the front end of the, uh, the, the show when you're doing the intro, and it's what I call identifying the crabs. You know, because in your life, there'll be people holding you back, just like the analogy if you put one crab in a bucket, what's it trying to do? Get out. If you put two crabs in a bucket and keep the lid off, one tries to get out, what's the other one do? Pulls it back. One of the first clients I ever had, he came to me at one point, probably one of the best clients I've ever had. And he came to me at one point. He said, Richard, I got a ch- I've got a problem. I said, well, there's no such thing as problems. What's your challenge? And he said, well, you know, this is getting more successful and I'm changing and they don't like it. I said, well, you've got to start examining those people and say, and, and be quite uh, as best you can. You say, listen, I'm, this is where I'm heading because I, this is the right course for me. If you want to go this route, I'll be happy to help you grow with me. But if not, let's just call it a day and say, you know, we are part of a lifetime or we are part of a season in our lives thanks very much and just move on well that's a that's an interesting point it's something i would think takes a lot of courage to do yeah it does well i've you know i've, I've done it in a few instances but then it also depends on how you're wired like for me you know i, I 
it depends on if you're somebody who's very much a people pleaser and it, what I call externally validated. You always need other people to help you feel like you're, you're fitting in, feel like you're doing well and everything else. Me, I'm internally validated. I don't need that stuff. Oh, that's a great point. How do you, how do you get so you can give yourself validation? And I, I guess the only way I know how to express it is how do you know it's valid validation when it's coming from you? Um, well, again, you, once, once you've done a lot of this self-actualization and, and you're very clear on what your vision is, very clear on what your passion is, very clear on what your vision is, what, very clear on your purpose, that stuff all starts to fall into place. But where, you feel, where you're feeling discord, it's like you start, you really need to look at, and like peel the onions off the, or layer off the onions and, and just get down to the core stuff, start. Um, serious and conf con confronting questions right in front of the mirror and say, you know, Richard, this is not working. Why? And, you know, because, you know, you're the only person that can be you. You're the only person who can lead you. So uh, you need to start taking, you know, I was watching a video the other guy. You got to suck it up. And, you got to suck uh, it up. Yeah. You got to suck think, it up and do it yourself. <laughs> I think the mirror is a great therapist. And the good thing about it is it's free. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a little costly in other ways than money, but um, sure. you know, if you're honest with yourself, you can do a lot of really great work. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Blog. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are. Never say never. Your if you are looking to get started or are currently operating a home-based business, you might be looking for answers. What are the risks? What business should I get started in? How will I market my business? How do I balance my professional life with my other life? For answers, you need to tune into The Home-Based Business Show with Helene Leontzos. Each week, we'll bring you a step-by-step -step practical guide to starting and maintaining your home-based business. Listen every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Welcome back. I'm, we're talking to my guest, Richard Norris, and we're talking about self-leadership. Richard, I have a question. If success is a journey, and we've talked about it being that, if success is a journey, why is it that some people seem to have taken a detour? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great question, and a lot of it is because uh, they are, in part, it follows in with the rest of the conversation we've already had. In that they're probably not asking themselves. A, they're not they haven't defined what their definition of success is, and they're perhaps don't know what are the essentials they need to pack for the journey. Uh, okay. To get the mo- to get the moving forward. What are the essentials that they need to pack? Uh, that's Besides great. Well. Purpose. I, uh, well, that that yeah, and that's where it all all starts. Uh, we sort of covered a little bit uh, on some of this, but you know, this, t- this loops in with my book. You know, and, and uh, it, you know, there are seven key things you need to take along in that journey, and and the, these really come around, Irene, from my experience of as a coach. You know, being a competitive swimmer, being a captain and and coach of swimmers. Uh, you know, nuggets I picked up from my dad and other leaders. And I'd observe that there's, you know, there's seven key attributes that when an individual team or organization has all seven in strength, the odds are they're going to progress their journey and be successful. And the, the, so the first one is they have a very strong and clear vision. And, you know, that lines up with their purpose. Uh, the next one is they're, they, they're strong, they have a strong passion uh, the next one is they're absolutely committed to the direction and the journey that they're on and, and achieving that vision and fulfilling their purpose. Number four is they've got to be prepared to change and learn. If you're not prepared to change and learn, you know, the expression I use is change is inevitable, growth is optional. Uh, so you've got to be prepared to uh, change and to learn. And we sort of had that brief discussion off air. Uh, the next one is they've, they must be decisive. I know you were talking at the front end about talking about you know sometimes you just have to say yes and be ability to say no and that's and as we were just talking about saying no to friends or that were in your past that kind of thing, and then as you probably can appreciate because contrary to popular belief, um, procrastination is not a decision not not my book anyway not with my clients, and so it's about getting people to move on. And so it really once you've made a decision you then act on it because I'm sure Irene and the listeners out there. Um, you know, we're all just like each other. We probably have procrastinated in our past. We probably have made decisions in our past. We made the decision, but when the, then we still did not act on it. So number six is take action. And number seven, as the bonus, bonus points, is they know how to have fun. Ah, so you think we can have fun while we're doing all this. <laughs> uh, ab- absolutely. Because if you think about it, I'm sure most of the listeners have perhaps been on a long road journey in the car. And, you know, if you've ever been on a plane, the planes, uh, airlines are really good at keeping us distracted and entertained. Yes. But when you're on a long car journey, you know, you've got these little kids in the back saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Whereas nowadays, in my day, you know, we had to entertain ourselves by, my dad used to play I Spy and uh, used to come up with these wordless games that we'd have to come up with. Or my brother and I would play backseat rugby, which was uh, not a thing to do. No. Uh, and when and, it's uh, all desperate, you play the quiet game. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I ever got that one. 
and oh. then uh, but then equally but nowadays you know you can put the DVDs on over the back the kids have got their game their little Nintendos or whatever so um, so it keeps them entertained and distracted you know, one of the things I see with people who are highly motivated is that they they may become workaholics how important <laughs> is taking care of your health and having yep. fun where do you put those on the scale of uh, yeah, that's a great question for me because my uh, my dad was a Type A driven workaholic. He worked, uh, albeit we were from we we're from Canada, and uh, he worked in New York City um, for the last twenty two two years of his career, five days a week, and he was a workaholic. Uh, and you know, I pressed him on it and asked him questions about it, and he said, "You know, I love what I do." And I said, "Yeah, but you know, I could see the adverse effect it was having on other because when my mom and dad got together over a weekend, um, it was like they had to re." reconnect with each other so there was lots of um, flashpoints and you know and for me I'm a I look at everything and I know you picked up on your intro on the show it, it really is it's a mind body spirit thing you've got to, you've got to be um, integrated on all those and it's important to know when to say no and a great line I picked up a while back and it's sort of you've probably heard the expression you work harder on your business or work harder on yourself than you do on your business but the other, the other one is work on your life, not in it. Ah, that's good. It doesn't seem like work when you have a real passion for what you're doing. No. But how do you keep balanced enough, even if it's your passion, to take care of the other parts of your life? Can you be a success and not have a balanced life? Uh, well, again, that comes back to what a person's definition is. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, you can be successful in one role, but the analogy I use, and, and I sometimes get in front of audiences, and I said, okay, uh, and I juggle. Uh, I've got three balls. I said, one of these balls is you. Um, one of these balls is your business, and one of these balls is your family. I said, now, which one of those balls do we have a tendency to keep in the air even if we drop the other two? And it's always the business. And we'll work that one to the death. But the other two, the thing is, the business one's made out of rubber. The other two are made out of glass. You drop those, uh, they're very fragile. They could crack. They could shatter. And there's evidence of that for all those workaholics out there who say, you know, and we've all heard the expression, you know, you know you're never going to see on my tombstone to say, you know, I wish I'd, you know, I wish I'd, um, oh, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it's around, you know, I'd rather have um, worked harder than spent time with my family kind of yeah. thing. Uh, that's not going to happen. And it's really just about people having a detached view to say, listen, yeah, I might be pursuing success. I might have to slow it down because I'm, I'm going at a pace here, but I can't keep up. The other people in my life can't keep up. Or I'm not allowing them to be part of this. And as a result, you're losing them. And there's a disconnect because it's, you know, it comes back to the comment I was making earlier, Irene, about, you know, the quality of your life in every single role is determined by the quality of your relationships. If you're not giving them time, if you're not investing in them, you might be spending time with them, but you're not investing time in them, totally different. Uh, yeah, it's called walking your talk, I think, or something like that. Yeah, well, that's part of it, yes. What are some of the inner perspectives that people need to be aware of? In what capacity, do you, I mean? Um, just in this whole area of success, of self-leadership, you know, um, one of the, the things we talked about before was statements like, when I am successful, when my yep. ship comes in, when oh, yeah. whatever happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of that, some of that comes back to is a realizing that uh, you are in many ways you're successful. Yeah, you know, and I had this thrown at me. Um, I would not thrown at me. It's part, been part of my journey anyway. Uh, probably about a year ago, I was uh, I was going through a time of prayer and I was studying studying the Bible at the time. And you know, I've always been. If you think about your um, life and your pursuit of success, or you know, however you want to define it, as being a mountain, and your objective is to get to the top. Now, most people that are A type pre- people are very results driven and focused, like me. I spend my time, or have used to spend a lot of my time, focusing on the people or who are ahead of me on the mountain. But the thing is, think of the, about the size of a mountain. It's a peak. So there's a lot of mass. And, and one word I heard when I was actually doing this study was, you know, God said to me, look behind you and look down. There was a lot of other people below me who were aspiring to be where I was. And I was too busy looking at comparing myself and saying, I'm not where those people are. But there's a lot of people that I said, listen, there's a lot of people down there that I can help get up to my level. And equally so, I was actually, um, it helped me frame better to realize I'm actually, I've actually come a long way. And, you know, part of the challenge, and it comes back to the fun thing, Irene, is knowing when to stop, um, measure the milestones, uh, anchor them with an emotional celebration. So the question, am I where I'm supposed to be, would be a valid question here, too. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody is exactly where they're supposed to be because you are the sum total of all the decisions you've ever made. Where you are right now, you might say 12 months ago, because I, I do this in front of an audience, I say, okay, so hands up. Um, think back 12 months ago. Um, are you exactly today where you aspired to be 12 months ago? And probably 95% of the people aren't. And I said, well, why is that? And I said, because effectively you've either made some wrong decisions uh, haven't made the right ones, haven't made them timely, um, but you cannot complain. You are 100% responsible for where you are today. And that puts it right where the rubber meets the road, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I have to well, look I, I, and say, oops. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And, you know, I, there was another thing I was rereading the other day and some of the notes I've taken over my journey, and it was about um, really looking at you know, everything that happens in your life is moving you toward the fulfillment of your purpose. Uh, and so long as you, if you keep that in mind, it helps you look at things in a more objective way and say, what's this teaching me? Because there's teaching going on all the time. It's oh. the question, and, and how many of us are like, have been in certain areas of our life like a hamster on a wheel? The problem keeps coming up, and each time it gets bigger, nastier, and uglier because we're not taking on the lesson. Exactly. Sometimes I have to say, haven't I learned this yet? How many times do I have to do this? Haven't I learned this yet? Absolutely. Okay, let's say there are 10 of us. We've, we've all got all of the things that we need for success in order. Our purpose is there. We, you know, mm-hmm. we really have, we have passion. We have all of the things. Yep. And yet some of us fail and some of us succeed. Why do some yep. leaders fail and others really make it all the way to the top? Well, yeah, that's a great question, and I don't necessarily think I've got all the answers on that oh, one. Oh, come uh, on, Richard. <laughs> but I, well, I, only because I can, I can speak from experience uh, from, from my own walk. Well, there's certain areas, like um, in my terms, you know, based on my definition, uh, you know, I'm successful as a dad. I'm right there because my purpose is, I just feel like it's just whatever the system's definition is because they've not, A, figured out what their definition is 
success is. So they're just meandering because they've got nothing to focus on really. And, and they've been spending their life comparing themselves to everyone else. And two, they've not been actually taking the lessons that have been coming at them, integrating them, learning from them, and using them as stepping stones to progress their own journey. Because the way I, because the other thing is when you talk, because people talk about failure and, you know, there's, you look at anybody who's successful, Thomas Edison to um, Warren Buffett, uh, Bill Gates, Richard Branson, or any of the other guys that are out there, uh, all of those people, uh, you can guarantee you ask them, have, have they failed? And they will say yes. But, and then the can, the can question after that is, so, and what's the benefit of failure? <clears throat> you learn. Now, if people haven't progressed beyond a failing loop, it's because they're not learning the lesson. Okay, one of the things that you, I know, um, talk about, I want you to talk about that now, is what does failure truly mean, the, the F-A-I-L-U-R-E word? Yeah, the, this is yeah, this is a little acronym that I came up with a few years ago and uh, uh, put it in my book and everything else. And uh, if you write the, the letters down the left-hand side of a page and then write across, you know, failure stands for focused and insightful learning using real experience. Focus and insightful learning. Using real experience. Using real experience. Oh, that's, all, that's, that's, that's all failure is. It's an opportunity for you to focus in, gain the insights because from the real experience you just had. Yeah, you can say, well, that didn't work. What do I try next? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Although uh, the word try isn't a word that I end encourage in my clients. They usually get uh, their knuckles wrapped on that one. Because, yeah, uh, try. Even hope is a failure word if, if you're just yeah. hoping. You know, it's interesting some of the words we use that are really yeah. failure well, try, words. Yeah, well, try for me is like you're giving yourself an escape clause. Ah, uh, Yeah. Well, then let's just rephrase that and say, well, I did it that way. <laughs> now, which yeah. way can I do it that will work? That's right. You know, I, I, the, the image that comes to my mind is I put my, my ladder on the wall of success and got to the top and found I had it against the wrong wall. So how yep. do I know which is the right wall, I guess, is um, yep. the way. And, you know, that brings us right up to break. I want to go to break. I want, when we come back, I want you to tell us a little bit about your book and how to sure. reach you and some of the things you're doing now. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Blog. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you looking for tips, tricks, secrets, and techniques that you can use anywhere, anytime, on virtually any problem? Tune in to Magic at Your Fingertips with EFT virtuoso Teresa Bolin. You are a divine manifestation of love and light. Take back control of your life and create the life that you want using EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. You'll overcome the obstacles that stand in the way of living your heart's desire. Magic at Your Fingertips airs live at 6 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern, and 10 p.m. in Japan on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? 
make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. This is Irene Conlon for the self improvement show with my guest Richard Norris in Scotland. Um, welcome back, Richard. I would love for you to tell our listeners how to reach you, sure. and then I want to talk about your book. No, happy to. Uh, people can reach me on uh, through uh, email. Well, probably the best best thing there would be uh, R Norris, and that's N O R R I S at Y P N. That's Yankee Papa November uh, Companies dot com. That's probably the best. Or they can get through me on Twitter. My handle there is UBAwesome. We were talking about your book. Uh, let's go back to the book. Uh, you were talking about how you use the wildebeest to tell a story. So tell them a little bit about your book and how they can get it. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, uh, as we were talking about, it, it's written as a metaphor because, you know, stories tend to stick better. It's, you know, the traditional books that are out there are very much left brain and, uh, and very much information weighted. Whereas you engage a story, and I've had lots of feedback and reviews from people, and they said, you know, the lessons really stick because it's told as a story, and, and they engage with the characters, and they almost get themselves in the story, so it really lands better. Now, for the listeners out there, if they want to find a copy, they can go on Amazon and, and seek out Hoof It, uh, Seven Key Lessons on their journey of, on Your Journey of Success, or they can go to www.hoofitbook.com because there's lots of freebies on there uh, for people who, who access the book through there, and they can get a, um, for your listeners, they can get a free MP3 download uh, one hour on uh, seven attributes or seven Secrets to Sustainable Success in Life and Business. Um, they kind of happily get that. Now, one of the other key things about the book, um, and I probably gave too much away, uh, but I put seven exercises, one for each lesson in the book, so that by the end of the book, when somebody's completed the book and they've done the exercise, they have a 21-step action plan to progress their own journey of success. And one of the things I think they'll find that they really like about your book is that it's real. It's not pie-in-the-sky stuff. It's stuff you learned through some probably sometimes difficult experiences as well as experiences that have been extremely rewarding. But it's, it's real stuff and things that they can copy, things that they can put into effect. Would you say that's true? Yeah, absolutely, because anybody who writes a book uh, certainly, because um, I've had, um, a few people feedback, and I go, I don't remember writing. Uh, that wasn't what I, I I would put into the book, but that's what they got out. But then they said, you know, this is clearly um, you coming through this story. So 
there's a lot of um, what I've learned from clients. There's a lot of me in it, uh, and a lot of my perspective on things. Um, you know, most of it I would like to think is right. <laughs> We're almost at the close. If there's one thing that you think is the most important thing you have to leave with the, with the listeners, what would that be, Richard? I think uh, whether you know in relation to their own journey of success, uh, and I've been asked a very similar question before, Irene. Uh, whatever you do, be absolutely committed to it. Uh, if you as, if you don't give it a hundred percent, your the odds are probably that you're not going to make it. So be absolutely committed to your own journey. Align your purpose and everything else, and it'll all um, start to accelerate. I can't think of better advice than that. Um, we really have appreciated having you on. I apologize for the trouble we've experienced. <laughs> I trust Chad to make all this come out okay, um, and maybe we can have you on again. I think that would be absolutely delightful. I know we just barely touched on the subject. You have a lot more <laughs> that you could share with the listeners. Well, I appreciate that, and thanks very much again for the opportunity to uh, invest part of my life in uh, and parallel your journey for a period of time. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Next week's guest is Suzanne Toro, who's going to be talking about her journey through abuse to recovery and her book, Bare Naked Bliss. This is Irene Conlon now saying goodbye for the Self-Improvement Show. We'll see you again next week. Be well, and as Richard says, be awesome. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.